All right, we are officially live, running a little bit behind, and so uh, waiting to connect uh, with Mythical Half Dollar. But in the meantime, I thought I would just jump on here and begin talking about uh, what's going on. So I wanted to share my thoughts. Got a lot of great articles in regards to um, the fact that it looks like uh, and hopes of keeping the narrative of everything is fine, the economy is doing fine, and apart from this little hitch with our health system as well as the oil dip yesterday. There's no need to panic because the Federal Reserve, as well as our government, will get involved and help everyone who has been impacted by these uh, possible job layoffs. So got a couple articles I want to share with you. And as always, I want to open the phone lines up to get your thoughts and then uh, we'll go from there. So give me a call. Phone lines should be open and we can go from there. But let me put up some articles on the screen. Well, actually, before I dive any further, let me check in and see who's joining me this uh, afternoon or this morning. So we have uh, a lot of good thoughts here. We got Josh, it looks like, 0822. We got Stack Attack. We got Ulysa Harris. If I'm not saying that incorrectly, we got Jay. It says Stacking on the Low. We got Rolf. We got Glenn. A lot of good thoughts and questions out here. Um, Justin March, I appreciate that love offering to the channel, my friend. Thank you. Uh, we got Troxel. Okay, a lot of good questions and thoughts out there. So highlight. <laughs> so I'll know if it's a question or just a thought. So just I, at rethinking a dollar. So I'll know if it's actually a comment or thought or whatnot. And we'll go from there. So I want to put on a screen. I want to share on the screen with you some things that I'm going to lead off with to let you know exactly why and what is actually going to what's actually, you know, the reason why um, paychecks or just basically payroll subsidization is coming this week sometime in some form or fashion. And it's going to be a temporary measure. It's going to be introduced as a temporary measure for what I think will be a long-term problem, which therefore will make this uh, solution supposedly a long-term option. And it's going to be the introduction of what will be considered a universal basic income or what we always suspected all along, which would have been universal basic income but just in a different form. And so this current health situation makes it easier for the public to accept these type of things that were already a part of the plan. And I think this could this certain health scare plays right along with what they already wanted to do. So it leads you, it should, it leads me to wonder how much of this health scare is has already been planned and factored in so that these type of measurements can be introduced to the public. So Here's something that is fresh off the press, and it says airlines slash flights freeze hiring as a health scare cuts travel. And so just I think it was the end of last week, President Trump and some of the other members of his staff got together in the White House and they actually heard from some of the, the, the cruise line CEOs. I think the airline CEOs and those are the primary industries that have been impacted the most thus far because no one's bothering to travel. And so, therefore, all the corporate debt that those entities have taken on runs the risk of uh, not being paid back. So what are they going to do? Subsidize these areas. So last, what, two years or so, when we had those natural disasters in the Midwest, the government jumped in to bail out some of the farmers. And so it looks like now there might be some type of bailout of the current, uh, I'm not sure, like airlines and cruise ships and things of that nature. But let's take this call real quick. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, I can barely hear you, Mike. It's low blood pressure from Corpus Christi, Texas. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. 
Uh, okay, I can't hear you, but I'm going to go ahead and talk. I uh, I don't understand this uh, this payroll tax uh, decrease that Trump's talking about. Uh, all you have to do is go to your W four, and you can put a zero one. I got a six on mine, so I don't get, I don't pay no taxes. But like I don't understand how they're going to implement this uh, payroll tax. Uh, uh, what are they going to do? Just like you take less out of your check? I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. All right, I'll get offline. I appreciate you, my friend. So appreciate that. So what I would assume this payroll tax would simply be uh, the <laughs> an, an early or a different variation of the tax cut 2.0 that uh, was suggested at last, I think it was January. And so President Trump mentioned he wanted to roll out tax cut 2.0, which is simply a way of you know, <laughs> keeping this great economy going. And so once again, it leads you to wonder if the economy is so good, why would there be need for a tax cut? Therefore, that lets you know that the economy overall is never really that good. But I would imagine this payroll situation is going to be something where they're going to, uh, let me see here, probably for the corporations themselves directly, probably give them a little leniency on having to pay uh, some of the employment side of taxations or whatnot. So not sure exactly how it's going to roll out, but it is a spinoff of the Tax Cuts 2.0 in some capacity, in my personal opinion. So, and it's all that it's a matter of if, if there's no tax revenue, therefore, 2021 tax receipts will be extremely low. Therefore, that will really hinder or really increase, rather, the deficits that our country will continue to witness. And so, once again, we're already at the point of being not able not being able to repay the debt. And at this point, because of this health scare, uh, I would imagine there is no concern whatsoever uh, in, in not taking advantage of this opportunity to in really increase the debt. And so once again, more of the same thing, no solutions to be offered other than the fact that we can guarantee that in the next whew, six months or so, I think after what the Fed unleashes within the next you know, seven to 14 days, uh, I would imagine our currency will become uh, the, the primary issue of all our problems as it has been for such a, for, for decades now. But I think we're really going to see the side effects of the devaluation of our currency as this payroll tax kicks in, as we have these uh, bailouts within these certain industries here and everything else is coming. And so let me go back to this screen here and share a couple more thoughts here, and then move on to some more articles here. And as always, in the chat, definitely make sure you guys highlight so I can touch on those or whatnot. And then someone says, mentioned here, the Fed will ban physical cash to push the Fed coin. Definitely. So there will be definitely some uh, issues with the cash. And once again, this current healthcare will play into the fact that people will more than likely willingly be willing to give up their physical cash if they're concerned over their health. So all this stuff interconnected plays very well into um, this current situation we have. And so Manico says the Fed will cover the deficit. No problem. More QE. Yeah. And so that is one of the things I am anticipating to happen, because once again, what else can they do? And so as Mr. Haddollar mentioned, I think it was yesterday about anticipating some some uh, 50 point basis cut and then another 50 point to get just to get rid of the whole concept of having a talk about further cutting rates. If they just take it to zero and then do some QE, that's going to paper over some things on the on, on the temporary side. But in the long run, 
it spells trouble for everyone holding on to those digital units of uh disaster that's what i'm gonna start calling them digital units of disaster with the digital dollars as well as those paper instruments as well and so here's something i found interesting within this article uh it talks about the corporations borrowing more debt i think this was it uh it says united united said it has arranged united airlines said it has arranged two billion in additional bank borrowing to preserve financial flexibility raising liquidity from six billion to eight billion and so not only are all these airlines and cruise ships and whatnot already for the most part cash strapped or debt strapped and because of the fact that most people are not taking flights now and not cruising there's no there's no way they can incentivize people to actually take these trips so they're going to cut routes and so it says delta is the world's biggest airline by revenue said it will cut international flights by 20 to 25 percent and reduce u.s flying by 10 to 15 percent roughly matching cuts previously announced by united airlines so there's going to be more cuts less travel and therefore more need for these corporations to borrow debt at the same time the government's about to get in and bail them out a little bit so we have another call let's see if we can get something on here hello how you doing what's your name where you calling from Hello? Hello? Yes, how you doing? What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, Mike, this is Cecil Brown from Apollo Beach, Florida again. How you doing, my friend? What's in your mind? Oh, I'm doing good. Having to print some uh, wallpaper up with your uh, picture on it because you're one of the people that's going to be uh, in the revalue end. <laughs> it's either pay me now or pay me later. I just didn't get paid later and get paid more. <laughs> yeah, so so get get paid in, in what exactly? Get get payments in? I don't know, but you know, in uh Germany, after WW two, you know, they had the wheelbarrow full of marks and they come outside and the wheelbarrow will be gone and the, the marks will be laying there because they were absolutely worthless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, and that that's the big that's the that's the trillion or quadrillion dollar question is will we see federal reserve notes in the streets at the same capacity that we did those reich marks and zimbabwe dollars and venezuelan bolivars and i don't think we're going to see that because of the introduction of the all this digital stuff that we have now and so i don't really see the paper notes being inflated or hyperinflated the way that those you know currency units were but once again we're in uncharted territory so i never say never but i don't see i don't see federal reserve notes blowing on the streets anytime soon I can tell you what's going to happen. You know, all those people, you go in the store and say, uh, they'll say, that'd be $18.42. Okay, uh, I don't have my debit card. Well, do you take Federal Reserve notes? Uh, I don't know what they are. Well, it's not going to say Federal Reserve note up at the top of that dollar bill. It's going to say U.S. Treasury. Yeah. And it's going to be like it was when Mr. Kennedy was president of the United States, God bless his soul, we're going to get in for a really big change, and the dollar is going to be worth a dollar instead of four cents, which mm -hmm. is now, and that means you're going to be able to buy a million-dollar house for around $100,000, gasoline will be 46 cents or less. When I worked in the service station in the mm -hmm. 60s, Gas was, I think, 26, 28 cents a gallon. In 1978, I bought a four-wheel drive Chevy truck mm -hmm. 
gas for 50 cents. Overnight, it went from 50 cents to a dollar. It had two 16-gallon tanks. It went from being $16 to fill both tanks up at 50 cents, and yeah. it went to $32, filling both up. Yeah. So, perception. All these people got to understand perception. Mm-hmm. They have to change the way they perceive the communication of words yeah. that they get. But everybody gets trained by that television in their house. Yeah. So they got to get off the television and quit drinking that nasty, stinky, <laughs> contaminated Kool-Aid and water we drink every day. And these yeah. people in the financial industry, that's the biggest ruse there was. They ought to lock them all up just like they did in Ireland, they locked up all the bankers. Yeah. Every one of them locked stock and barrel. They didn't cut any of these locks. <laughs> too much corruption and too much manipulation. Everything's manipulated from A to Z. Yeah. That means ice cream, too. It's right in the middle. All right, my friend. Well, I appreciate you as always for calling and sharing your thoughts. It, it's good to hear it from you. <laughs> okay, Mike. Take care. Yeah, be good. <laughs> good stuff there. I appreciate that. Um, so, what was I said? Let me. Uh, Acknowledge this little super chat. I appreciate the offering here. So uh Midas Man 17 says, Mike, what do you what have you heard on Ripple behind the scenes? Keep up the good work. And so me personally, I don't really follow Ripple like that. Um, XRP. I know that uh just from my prior uh knowledge of it, it's a definitely a a, a banking financial sector coin. I don't follow it much. I'm not a fan of it personally, just because I believe it's you know, it supports and it promotes this very same system that we that most people in the alternative media space is trying to get out of or get away from. So I personally don't really follow it much myself. So I don't really know much about it or participate in it, rather. Hello, caller. What's the name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Wade calling from. Um, this is, uh, name is Wade calling from Africa. Hey there, Wade. How you doing, my friend? What's on? What's on your mind? What's going on in Africa? Oh, a little bit of everything. They got, they got the virus over here too. Okay, I and, seen something funny. Yeah. yeah, I seen something funny. I went to the uh, to the clinic, and two Chinese people came in, and everybody just got it like in a movie. <laughs> so, what what uh, what area? What what country are you referring to? Uh, Djibouti. Djibouti. Okay, yeah. So. So, uh, yeah, so I remember you sent me an email a while ago referencing that you saw someone. So I'm assuming since that email we, for a couple was a couple months ago, weeks ago, I think, you mentioned that it's it's it's, it's spread pretty rampant over there, huh? Yes, it's, it's picking up. Uh, they're really, they try to crack down on it, but it's not as bad as you as we've seen over in the States. Yeah. For some reason, it's, uh, it's pretty much kind of, it seems like to be under control here for some reason. You say it's feel like it's under control but, there uh, or out of control? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like under control. People, they're getting medicine and, and all of a sudden everybody's just kind of like clearing up. Mm, medicine. I wonder what type of medicine or what type of treatment exactly. And is it be, is it so is it is, is there like a, some type of vaccine type of medicine you're referring to or just like typical flu season type of treatment or whatnot? What, what are you seeing? I, I, I think, well, I, I can't really say. But I know some people they take it and they just take them off somewhere. They take some, it and take them off somewhere. Fourteen when you come in, they they check everybody's temperature when you come in. Yeah. And if your temperature is too high, they put you off to the side, check you out. 
certain areas you're coming from, uh, they're seeing, you know, uh, what countries you're coming from, yeah. in that way. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate you for sharing that. Keep keep me up to date on what's going on in your area because I'm curious to find out how the hey, whole I, health situation has been treated there. I got one thing I like to say. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think Saudi Arabia is going to desave from the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. Once they desave from the U.S. dollar, they'll sell the treasury notes to pick up gold to back up the currency. And I think that would put a, a deep hit in uh, the U.S. economy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I do agree. And I also have some thoughts on this current situation with Russia deciding not to play ball with Saudi. I think by Russia not playing ball and, and cutting their production, daily production, is a way of stabbing the petrodollar system in the back. So I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more. But thanks for calling in, my friend. Okay, you take care. Yeah, be good over there. Great to hear from people in uh, on the in the African continent. So I want to acknowledge a couple of things here. Uh, Mr. Manico 64, it's always good to hear you and see you, my friend. Says, hi, Mike. Nice to hear a voice of reason across the pond. I appreciate that offer, my friend. Thank you. And so let me actually get to the rest of my articles here, because if I don't do so, the time will fly by. All right. So what I wanted to actually touch on. Uh, and and the, what, the whole reason of, behind this, uh, Mr. Half Dollar did a great article, uh, talks about everybody gets a paycheck under Trump. And it has to do with this current, this video right here. And so I'm going to actually go to the area where it talks, Steve Mnuchin himself. Let me go to it. Let me find. So this is from yesterday. So President Trump got behind the microphone and reassured the people, American public that everything is fine. Don't worry about it. They're going to have some meetings. The banks are coming in this month or this, I think, next week or this week, and they're going to talk further. So here's the part I wanted to get to. We saw a very large economic jobs number last month. So in this portion here, Steve Mnuchin himself talks about him and Jerome Powell have been talking heavily over the last couple of days, and they're working on some things behind the, the, behind the scenes. And as always, when you have Steve Mnuchin, I believe he's a former Goldman Sachs, if I'm not mistaken, a former... Yeah, I'm not going to answer any calls right now. He's a former Goldman Sachs employee working with another. Uh, hold off on the calls for one second so I can try to get to these thoughts here. So I'm going to cut this down. So my point was from here, Steve Mnuchin is talking about how he's met with Jerome Powell and they have some things they are going to be rolling out pretty soon. It has to do with. All the things that we they've given us a, a sniff as to what's coming. And so here's something to think about. This type of environment we're in now, there will be massive job layoffs. So just from this very article here that I showed you guys about uh, American Airlines cut domestic flights due to the healthcare outbreak, as well as many other. So there's no travel. So you take away travel. You take away the concerns of just taking family vacations and trips or whatnot. Therefore, all those corporations that typically during the spring time frame, which this month in about two weeks, spring starts or we can have spring starts. The weather's starting to turn. The sun is shining now. A lot of people will be in their house or locally doing things, not traveling, not going anywhere. Therefore, if you're a corporation and people are not coming to your venue or to whatever you offer in the form of a service, therefore, there's going to be a lot of shifts where people will you know, have some shifts off, therefore not getting paid. So here comes the, what I'm going to call the social, the, the, the healthcare social bailout plan where 
it's as Steve Mnuchin mentioned, small businesses and all types of other corporations impacted will be able to get loans. And even Trump mentioned during his speech that everybody that uh, is impacted, if you're not feeling well, stay home because we're going to work out some things that can help you uh, not lose out on your benefits or your paycheck rather. Because the biggest thing at the end of the day is making sure that everyone receives their paycheck every two weeks to then be able to go out and spend. Because if there's no one spending, then there's no healthy economy. Then that means going to be the need for more fiscal injections as well as monetary injections. So Steve Mnuchin and Jerome Powell are working together behind the scenes. So if you're unemployed right now or your job is in jeopardy, don't worry because the government's coming to the rescue. But the problem with that is coming to the rescue means that it will only speed up the demise of this current paradigm altogether because if you haven't noticed, whenever the, the government rolls out something or central banks roll out something, there is no way of reeling it back in. And so right now, commerce is slowing down. Therefore, some lifelines are about to be thrown out there to help out people that are struggling and will be impacted by less hours uh, working. And so these type of programs are never able to be rolled back in because it seems like it's human nature. Whenever you give a handout or offer something for free or offer something with minimum work to it, it always it's always received well by the public. And therefore, it's going to be hard for people not to take advantage of it in a very in a, in an abusive way where the government won't be able to bring it back in. So this is just one one of the many things that we're, are, is going to come out in the next couple of weeks. As we enter the spring, as things really slow down, as people don't travel as much. And then once again, it's going to be more debt in a time where debt has become the primary reason why all of this is coming apart. And so just to show you how much Trump is really not happy with <laughs> this current administration. Here we are. He's very active on Twitter today. So his Twitter within the last hour. He's calling out the Federal Reserve, saying they need to lead the way. Now, what exactly do you mean lead the way type of thing? Let's find out. Here's his tweet. It says, our pathway, slow-moving Federal Reserve headed by Jay Powell, who raised rates too fast and lowered too late, should get our Fed rate down to the levels our competitor nations. They know they now have as much as two-point advantage with every big currency help also stimulate. So within the last hour, uh, federal, not federal, President Trump is now calling for. If you look at our competition, everyone is at zero or slightly below zero. All the, 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 the G7 nations primarily are already at zero or below slightly around there flirting with that. Here we are a point and a quarter above. That's too much for federal. That's too much for uh, Donald Trump. And then he wants some stimulus. So think about what he's calling for. He's calling for the final nail in the coffin of confidence in this banking model that we're in. And so when you have a president that, you know, so here's another thing a lot of people may have forgotten is that Donald Trump, before becoming president, he is and was considered the debt king, which means his empire. He has an empire, the Trump Foundation, which is an uh, empire of hotels, business chains, all types of things. I actually looked it up where there's about I think I saw something about 500 
businesses or something linked with his last name. And all of that has been founded up with debt. So Donald Trump loves debt. Now, the question you should all begin asking yourself is if every president that comes into office eventually leaves in a much better financial situation, how will these negative rates and stimulus help the Trump empire? So as of now, his son is the head of it. So he's removed himself from it. But imagine 60 something years or 40, 50 years of being in the position of being a boss of your empire and not having some type of conflict of interest and taking advantage of zero percent rates like i would imagine the trump legacy because of this type of the same thing he's preaching that the federal reserve should do will help out his children's 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 in expanding the trump empire 10 20 times more once this whole charades come apart so I, I, you know, so even though he's our president, I still question the fact that once he leaves office, whether it's this term or the next term, the Trump empire will be the biggest, most dominant force of real estate on the planet, more than likely. So once again, we have the president bashing Jay Powell. And so now Jay Powell's under the fire now. So the clock is ticking. So like, you know, like Donald Trump ran the apprentice. Like, so Jay Powell is basically one of those people has to answer to the boss. And so we're going to see what Jay Powell does probably, you know, next 24 to 48 hours. My anticipation is a cut of some kind this week and maybe even next week just to get just to get this out the way. Like I start off the show by saying you get it on to zero. Trump can't no longer bash you for cutting rates because they'll be at zero. But then the next thing is stimulus. How much can you stimulate the economy? when it hasn't worked in the past and as if it's supposed to work now. So all, all things to consider, you know, just to consider that. Got some more articles here. So as a part of this health scare, here's something I think you guys might find interesting. It says the New York state to produce hand sanitizing using prison labor. And so as you, you may not know, but in Italy right now, I saw a video yesterday where prisoners have basically just took an, taken, taken over jails, uh, prisons in Italy and they're on the roof and they're concerned with the fact that if that health situation gets into the prisons, it's a wrap because if the, if the governments are concerned with the public, the, 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 the actual, the public themselves, the chances of them actually caring about prisoners, people who broke the law and it's in jail is probably not going to be the greatest. So, you know, think, just think about that here in America. Think about the prisons. Like right now, healthcare for prisoners out here is better than actually what's out there in the public for those that can afford it. And so I don't think the prisoners will be of major concern for government, our government here, even though the health situation does impact it, it could impact them. So once again, I'm, I'm ranting as always. So forgive me. Let me uh, get back in with the chat and find out what's going on. And then we can go from there. And so going to dial back, I just wanted to check in, share with you some insight, let you know what's going on out there, let you know what my thoughts are. So so just to add more to this. This is what we all should expect. Here we have the president calling for stimulus. He's calling for extremely low rates and stimulus. And so it's only so much, it's only so low you can go where you basically just, you just devalue just time and energy. Like, you know, if they're going to be able, be willing and able to create as much currency as needed to keep this thing alive, what does that say about how disrespectful 
it is for you to exchange your labor continuously for something that comes so easily just by the stroke of the keypad. Like imagine like Jerome Powell and Steve Mnuchin going to their computer at their desk and typing in a couple zeros, hitting sin, and all of a sudden they bought themselves another month or another three or four months of stimulus where you and I, as the, the, the users of these currencies, we go to work and you know they, we, we can't stimulate our own economies outright. So long story short, my personal opinion is right now will be a great time to really assess the current status of this, this currency fiasco that's about to be unleashed. We're about to enter into a time period where there'll be no limit to the amount of currency that central banks around the planet will create. Digital, digitally first by the stroke of a keypad to send out to certain banks and industries, whatever. But then again, when it, when it's time for those banks to, to, to implement payroll, you're going to have people that go down. It's going to be credited to a depositor's uh, a payroll savings accounts or whatnot in their banks all across the country. And then you're going to have certain people that go down to the banks looking to withdraw the cash physically, as well as the majority that will just continue to swipe and have automatic deductions or whatnot. But then at some point, the digital notes that are created will far outpace the amount of physical cash in hand. Therefore, the central banks or the Treasury will now have to or the Federal Reserve will now have to order some of those crates, those pallets of, of cash that are in vaults right now to be brought out into circulation. At the same time, people are looking to hoard goods and items because of their concerns for health. So expect price gouging even more so outside of the 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 the, the sanitary type items where you got your, your hand sanitizers and all those items that are used for this current health care right now so you know they've doubled prices triple prices in certain stores and that's just for things that people actually are, are panicking for now imagine the price that will go on to things such as food and everything else as inflation picks up as a result of this easy monetization policy that's underway so, yeah, these are all things that, that are going on right now. And I have uh, another article here I might share with you. Here we, we put this on the screen. So this is another issue that uh, we're going to be hearing more about even more so. And this is this is this. This is a repercussion of the actions of the of a debt based monetary system. It says funding freeze getting worse. The dealers demand record two hundred and sixteen billion in liquidity from the Fed repo area situation. So here, scroll down here. You'll get a chance to see. So this is activity as of today. And so uh, amount of basically, they're not even assets even really to me, but the amount of liabilities that institutions put up as collateral. So we got treasury, 95 billion. We got eight, we got uh, 250 million. We got mortgage-backed securities, 28 billion for a total of $123 billion. And all of it was accepted by, I imagine this is a New York Fed more than likely. And so once again, liquidity for the banking sector is still problematic at a time the economy is doing fine. So just more activity. This is what it looks like. So since September, when the system officially broke, this is the type of liquidity that's been needed. And they're supposed to be borrowing. This is supposed to be a lending window. But once again, when there's no one to keep tabs on the financial industry, there, there's no auditing. There's no making sure that this is being repaid. It's good to say that these loans will be just extended further to the point where well, you know, they'll just be washed away because nobody's going to be paying for this stuff. 
So yeah, this is what's going on in the news. I thought I would just get to get this to you guys and uh, get your thoughts on it. But yet, due to this health scare, which I believe is, is strategically been used as a catalyst into whatever world order that's going to be rolled out as a result of this, I think we can learn a lot from all the examples happening in Italy with the quarantine situation there. And once again, as some people in the news, it says this health scare, there's some, some light behind the tunnel with it. And so, so far out of, I saw the most recent numbers, um, uh, it was a, it, the percentages of people that are dying from it in this country is still relatively low. So that is a good thing there that there are people who are surviving this, but that's just phase one of survival. And so the question will be when, if you survive this, when you survive this current phase one, of this health situation, does it linger in your system to where it can flare up again? Would be another question that I don't think scientists and doctors really have the answers to. So last article I'm gonna leave us with, I think wraps it all up. And so this is an article here from, uh, apparently US President Donald Trump, former advisor, says that the odds of a global recession sparked by this health scare are pretty close to 100%. But the economic hit will be temporary and less devastating than damage caused by previous crises. And that's where I think he's wrong because I would, I'm agree with this fact that it's 100% now. And I watched, uh, I think it was somebody yesterday, analyst saying if, if Q1 is basically zero negative as far as GDP globally because of China shutting down, Q2 will be the ramifications of the logistical things breaking down, therefore having somewhat of a zero negative uh, GDP quarter. So that means Q3 was basically saying all gloves off because all it takes is two contracting quarters and then that spells recession. So it looks like it's 100 percent accurate that recession is currently underway now. But once again, by all this easing and stimulating, I don't I don't see it coming that coming down just right now. But we will start to feel some of the pinch uh, as far as prices going up, I believe, in my personal opinion. But with that being the case, this is all we're going to do for today. I just want to check in, share some thoughts with you, share what's going on in the news and let you know that as of now, our president is uh, adamant on making sure that he lets his, uh, his voice be heard, that he's not happy with Jerome Powell and he wants cuts and stimulus ASAP. Therefore, by the end of the week, we might see both because once again, Jay Powell, uh, Jerome Powell has to listen to his boss in some form or fashion. And we all know ultimately the only thing they can do is cut and increase stimulus. Therefore, creating more competition for the currency units that you hold in your possession now. And so I got a great question that someone uh, emailed me over at the Rethinking blog. And so it was a matter of this was a heartfelt, this is a heartfelt question. I'm gonna end with this. The question was, Mike, I am in a certain position, my my annuity, my 401k, with Social Security, with at my age, what should I do? And it's one of the things where I am not in position to be able to share with you financial advice. I just can't do it. And and I am not confident in my own information that I would share with you because we, we are two different phases of our lives and uh, everything in, in included. But I will tell you this, based upon history, and history has a good way of, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Everything is repeats itself in one form or fashion. And so just using history from all the things that have happened 
in the past when, as I mentioned before, when fiscal policy and monetary policy collide, there's always an explosion. And that explosion happens to be in the fiat currencies used as the medium of exchanges within nations. And so name a country that has not had too much debt that's unpayable, as well as a central banking model that subsidizes the government's debt debts to the point where it, 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 it implodes on itself. And so in between that lies savers and investors, those that are financially or who, who would consider themselves financially responsible. And so my personal opinion, this is just my opinion, because, you know, continue to practice conventional financial advice puts you at great risk because all the risk falls on you because everything you do in a form of some type of financial product or promise to pay, which happen to be all those things I just mentioned before, they're all someone else's assets that they're managing on your behalf right now. And something that when it's time to get out or time to convert into something else, you might not be able to do or be able to get whole possession of. So with that being the case, my personal opinion is if you're not, if you don't realize the importance of sound money in this current environment, it's probably already too late because you might not be able to, to liquidate or to get out of your certain vehicles right now, especially amongst this panic situation fast enough to be able to get into something a little bit more secure. So long story short, the importance of getting your weight up is, is I can never stress that enough. And that is, that is not my advice. And that's just my opinion. Gold and silver, their money, everything else is a derivative of that and subject to the risk collapsing on, on, on our watch, but yet you bearing all the risk, which could be a problem. So that is all she wrote for this uh, live session. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and taking time to join me. If you have enjoyed this, don't be afraid to give this video a thumbs up, share this information, take any of the articles I, I mentioned, share with your family and friends because stuff appears to be getting real. And once again, as president calls for zero zero rates or negative rates, whatever he wants to catch up with every other country and stimulus. Once that stuff is unleashed, as we can, as we witnessed, there's no way of reeling it back in. When his UBI comes, there's no way of taking it back. And that's going to create more competition for the currency units you're saving now, which will have value in the short term, but will become a problem in the long run. So anyway, I'm done ranting for this morning or this afternoon, rather be blessed, be safe. See you guys later. Peace.